Today, it's Edwin's Monday Evening Property Rant. Hello again, it's Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Welcome to this post covering finance and property news with a distinctively Australian flavour. Hot and steamy this evening. I think Edwin could be the same way. Hi, Edwin. How are you doing? Mate, uh, yeah, it's hot and steamy up here. It looks like there's a, a, a thunder um, a thunderstorm uh, about to roll in. But how are our predictions coming along, Martin? I'm, I'm always too scared to talk on the on the rents now because everything that we talk about... <laughs> it comes true. <laughs> yes. So I'm, look, I'd like to moving forward. I'd like to stick to um, uh, baking scones, talking about <laughs> baking scones and perfecting the art of uh, baking damper uh, and growing <laughs> carrots because it's just getting too scary. <laughs> That's right. Well, everything we mentioned, so things like extended mortgages, high migration. Um, you know, higher interest rates. Oh, every, and as as for the political scene, well, they're they're all throwing money left, right, and centre, and trying to get people to do. Oh, it's oh, look, the crazy. fix is in. Yeah, we, we said that the fix was going to be in. Was already in before the elections, anyway. And it's all it's all just uh, it's just a revolving door for the politicians uh, and in the grift that they get and, and, and you know, who they support and what they do and what, what happens. We knew it was going to happen. We knew we were going to get here. Uh, what is, uh, you know, in a sense, becoming a little bit scary apart from the UFOs that are landing all over the world and uh, over the, uh, the, uh, yeah, the yellow sea in China and so forth. I mean, there's, there's a bit of a um, blanket over, uh, over the, yeah, the WeChat in China because of the, you know, the, the, uh, some are saying that there, um, that there are war simulations going on at the moment uh, in the mainland and uh, they don't want uh, people to obviously report on that uh, and, and get it out too far out in the world. But it's getting scary. You know, things are, uh, things are getting scary. But you and I knew that you know, we were going to get here in terms of the property because the property market is all, you know, all about getting scarier as well. Uh, and on one hand, you read stories, obviously, of... Uh, doom and gloom. On the other hand, you read stories of uh, uh, chest beating and you, people don't know what's true, uh, what's true and what's not. But I, I like your video earlier today uh, about um, how we, you know, how to look at uh, the, the political changes, the geopolitical uh, scene, the, uh, the, the the economics. You can't just look at it from the old lenses or the old um, uh, yeah, lenses or the eyepieces of, of 2019 and prior to the, the, the pandemic because it, everything's changed. Everything's yep. very myopic, myopic very, uh, very centralised, very regionalised. You can, as, as Louis mentioned last week on the podcast, uh, you can have two auctions right next to each other and, and achieve different prices. And it co comes back to the, as we said, it comes back to the actors, comes back to the marketing campaign, comes back to the stories. You know, what, what agent did what, what they didn't do, the auctioneer on the day. There are so many variables and you can't simplify, you can't simplify these messages. So that, that is what we hope to bring across to our audience is a, is a broader uh, understanding of what's happening globally to then for, for our audience to make decisions moving forward uh, lo locally. Because if you think that the, the geopolitical scene, the global economics, what's happening uh, outside of uh, outside of your your little neighbourhood is not going to affect your the, the market in your area, be it a rental, be it a sale or a purchase. Well, you can whistle Dixie and you can uh, um, 
we can argue till the cows come home and you're not going to change my mind because all these other external factors have a major role to play locally and that's what we're all about. Absolutely. And it's interesting, Erin, because, um, you know, I live in Thoreau, which is just north of Wollongong, and um, I put my property on the market uh, on Boxing Day. I settled on a sale. It's very interesting that over the last year, prices in Thoreau, on average for houses, at one stage they are up at just over 2 million, and now they're at 1.6 million, right? So, you know, local example, prices are on the way down and they're moving quite quickly down. So, uh, you know, but y y you've got to look locally, right? To make a decision about do I sell at what price do I sell or do I buy what price do I sell? You have to look locally. You can't look at these national averages or even state averages because there's so much different dynamics going on. If I go down towards Wollongong, the price dynamics are very different down there because we didn't get the same run-up down there that we got here. We had a nearly 30% run-up over the prior two years here. So, you know, big run-up, slight correction back. I've sold. I've, lock I've locked in a reasonable amount of equity. But it's a classic case study. You have to go granular. You have to go local to really make the right decisions. Oh, look, you do. And as much as I joke around with, uh, with what happens overseas and as much as I joke around with the little brothers and the little sisters and how they influence the market and how, how China or the... You know, influences the, the, the rental market and, and, and we allude to you know speaking about the the, the migration that as little brothers and little sisters we also have the but we also have the um yeah my cousins from uh, south america how they influence the, the the rental markets in parts of the eastern suburbs as well in the in, in you know in, in parts of the parts of the inner west uh once again uh, why do we say that why do we look at this is because it, it, it does have an impact in, in the local in the local market so this is where we you know stuff that we talk about we we talk about it uh albeit sometimes you know in jest uh just to sort of soften the blow i mean you know all these all, all these issues that are happening overseas it's no laughing matter i mean we've got mm. world war three at, at a practically at a doorstep some people have already predicting the san andreas fault about to to give and and all sorts of shit could happen i mean we'll we could have Chile, uh, Chile, Peru, and Ecuador, you know, um, swallowed up by, by 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 the ocean. You know, I mean, it's all this crazy stuff that's happening there in terms of also the the geopolitical scene in in Brazil. You know what's happening there, and and, and now that people are able to travel, uh, as much as um, you know, like uh, people say, well, how's that going to affect our market? Well, you know. Uh, a lot of people want to get away from these countries. A lot of young people particularly want to get away from these countries. You know, one may say, well, there's a lot of poverty and, there's a, and, and, it, and it's hard for a lot of people to travel, uh, let's say, even from, from South America. Yes, it is. But what you've got is what I believe and what, you know, even talking to our, our, uh, our legal eagles in the criminal arena, we've got, we, we've got a, a huge growth or, or, or influx of, of, um, of drugs being smuggled in again because that's how you get over here from, uh, from South America. I mean, uh, one, in, one in 20, one in 30 may get, may get busted or let's say even 50% get busted, but the other 50% that come through, it's a ticket out of the country. It's a it's a ticket into a, in, into a country that's somewhat welcoming and will, and will give them a, um, the, the, a potential future. We've discussed about how, you know, when people coming in as students, what the uh, pathway to permanent residencies are, how how much easier the government's made it. But does it help our local people? Is the other side of that conversation, and it's not helping our local people, our local uh, the, the local Aussies, because obviously. 
the, the government into this, you know, big Australia uh, uh, policy and, and wanting to bring more in, you know, uh, to what end? You, you've got a rental crisis that we're going to talk about further. Uh, and, and we've got, um, you know, uh, the, the property market all, all over the, all, all over Sydney, all over the place, all over the shop and, uh, and so, so much happening locally. So it's, it, it's, it's a wonder. So yeah, going back to your, your video, Martin, earlier today, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. You just got to look at it every, every angle, every side before you can uh, make decisions, uh, particularly when it comes to buying, selling and renting. Absolutely. And very, very important to look beyond the uh, obvious too. But um, I mean, if you look at the WeChat chats and uh, what's going <laughs> up in China, right? You mentioned the, uh, you know, concerns about um, conflict. Well, there are some really disturbing messaging coming out of China at the moment. Well, yeah, look, the, 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 the propaganda's in, uh, and, and it's basically, you know, talking about uh, the, in, in, you know, I'll put it out on, uh, on Twitter today, they're, they're the receipts. Uh, that's what we were learning from the WeChat chatters before they went into, uh, into a, basically a, um, a blackout. You know, and, and it's really alarming. Uh, now, uh, I've already been getting some, some backlash on Twitter saying, yeah, that's not going to affect us. How does that mean? Well, look, obviously, we're looking at this, how it's going to affect the, uh, the, the property scene, right? So you've got what you've got now. You've got an announcement. Well, you've basically got an enactment of, uh, of you know, a uh, uh, decree of an, of an act coming through in um, uh, December uh, December 2022, the 30th of December 2022, you know, during the festive season. Uh, that They passed it through. Uh, and basically says that uh, now, um, uh, say, let's say, uh, enlistment for um, for uh, into the reserves uh, is going to be extended from 18 years of age right up to 60 now. So it, it's now from this, you and I know, we can make an educated assumption, as many WeChat chatterers are doing, and that is, that is a, a voluntary enlistment, but... Should anything happen, that will become into yeah you know, will become uh, into mandatory recruitment and conscription because once you're in, you're in, right? The the you're, you're you're in the army. That's it. You're taken in. So what this is doing is is creating uh, a fear amongst the um, uh, the the WeChat chatters there, the the the, the, yeah, the commentary that's coming out of uh, out of mainland China, and what we're going to end up getting, Martin, is as you and I discussed before, the different movements that. Uh, the, the youth were going through in China. You had the you know, Tang Ping, uh, the last generation movement. And now what you've got is you've got um, the the run movement of the or the run Jui, uh movement or run yeah you know, run philosophy. Whatever chance you get, you run. So what you're gonna what we're gonna end up with is the middle class there in China, in mainland China, um, uh, preparing their youth to to leave China, and and they're gonna they're, they're gonna do whatever it takes, big and steel. To send them uh, uh, to you know, to to get educated abroad as a way out before uh, and should uh, you know things escalate globally into some sort of a some sort of a war where China uh, takes um, uh, physical part uh, in it, right? So this is what we're getting now. If people don't get don't see uh, what's what this is going to further do to 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 our um, uh, rental market. Well then, you're you're running around you're running around reading too much of the the AFR and uh, you know too much of the mainstream media, because this is going to put a hell of a lot more pressure 
And given the fact that developers, in another article that I was reading today, developers are basically uh, turning the backs on uh, on building, mm-hmm. and, and because again, you and I, how, how long? I mean, it was uh, October or so last year where we started talking about the cost of building a unit, the uh, the, the in global cost of uh, you know, per per lot. Uh, construction of a unit complex anywhere in Sydney went from literally of a second tier builder from 320 to 360,000 uh, per lot or per unit to 520. And that's a second tier builder. So the costs have absolutely escalated. They're saying there's no guarantee, rates are going up. They're not sure whether investors are going to be buying uh, uh, you know, off the plan. There's no guarantee. So they're turning their back on construction. We got promises of the government you know, uh, building a million, then going down from a million to 30,000 over five years. Well, w- w- what is it? So nothing's going to be built. So there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of pain uh, moving forward. And with greater influx of, um, of students, uh, uh, yeah, migration, permanent residency, the whole bit, skilled labor intake, it is going to be, it, it is going to be catastrophic uh, for the next three to five years, Martin. Absolutely, and it's interesting to note that some of the local WeChat chatters are now saying, well, okay, well, in that context, we might have to change our thinking a little bit about what we do locally. So they're, they're having discussions, or they were having discussions over the weekend uh, as to what asset class you would hold, right? Um, and obviously, yeah, they, these, are, these are groups with uh, high net worth individuals uh, into, into you know, shares, you know, stocks into into uh, a property, you name it. There's some, there's some Kryptonians amongst them as well, uh, but they're all the, the main consensus is uh, property. Yeah, that's the, the, they feel that's the safest uh, given what's you know what's happening. Rentals going up, particularly in Sydney. So that property. Oh, by the way, you can tell. Um, you can tell your mate uh, John Adams that uh, silver is not on the uh, <laughs> on the wish list. <laughs> no, so, silver's not been doing too well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep it on the low. But, you know, hopefully John doesn't watch your program. Um, but look, everything else is on the table to the point where uh, what you've got is, and now I think we brought this out about uh, four or six months ago, where in China, the young, the younger generation, they're actually buying uh, n- not gold, um, you know, because uh, some can't afford to buy an ounce at a time, an ounce of gold at a time, but they can buy what's called, you know, gold beans. And that's what they're also trying to, to do here, buy gold in small, small quantities. Uh, basically, they're, they're saying, that's more secure than keeping money in the bank. That's more secure than, than, than crypto or any other thing. But the bigger... The, the bigger players, they're moving hard into into property. There's no doubt about it. Outside of gold and yeah, you know, whatever, um, uh, you know, sure things that they may think they that, that they feel safe and comfortable with in, in holding in terms of stocks and uh, uh, you know shares uh, long term. But yeah, look, that's and all driven by this uh, the, the the latest um, information that's been that came out of uh, out of China with regards to the. Uh, uh, the, this recruitment age being uh, extended to to sixty years of age, so they're saying that's it. This is there's no other. There's really no other choice moving forward. So, look, in a way, you sort of think and you hope that uh, there'll be the the yeah the the rental pool yeah will will, will increase in, in in the capital cities, uh, predominantly in Sydney, where we have we're, we're suffering the most. Uh, in terms of uh, rental prices, 
because of the WeChat chat was coming in. As, as I keep on saying over and over again, it's not a really big market mm. to really uh, to, to really turn it either way. So look, I'm hoping that they do come in droves. The um, one of the other interesting uh, topics that they were bringing up was um, those that hadn't sold, because as, if you recall. A lot of them were selling the newer apartments, not the older apartments, but the newer apartments because there were, there were concerns of issues with, uh, you know, with uh, you know, how well they were built, uh, whether or not uh, they were going to be facing, um, um, you know, huge uh, amounts of um, fees with regards to special levies to to get things rectified because builders go and bust. And well, it, that sort of that conversation has somewhat is somewhat subdued now because. They're just saying, well, if we haven't sold, uh, well, we're not planning on selling anymore. We're just going to simply partition that up and um, it, you know, and break that rental ceiling, which um, which is what what's been happening, what you see now being reported across social media platforms, and the mainstream are picking that up as well. Absolutely, and uh, it's interesting because Macro Business had an article basically saying how Australia gave itself a rental crisis. Actually, it was. Um, uh, an article that was published in uh, news.com and um, you know the depths and width of this rental crisis is pretty astonishing very worrying and very concerning um, but it's you know largely self-created plus of course as you say this influx where people are looking at Australia and thinking well you know it's least worse relative to some other parts of the world so um, it's going to get worse rather than better isn't it? Look, it is. Uh, it is again. You've got no appetite for construction. Uh, builders are going broke, and and the, you know, the, the those that can develop and can build, they're just uh, uh, sitting back and saying, "What? Well, why do I want to jump in this mess?" Uh, so you, and, and yeah, so you've got those issues on the construction side of things. What's interesting about that um, that post that Macro Business put up on Twitter, uh, Martin, is uh, what I found it even uh, yeah, somewhat a bit more interesting as well was. Uh, yeah, you know, City of NEO 5's uh, response. And, and, you know, it says, you know, we're, we're already seeing fully employed people homeless as some landlords have risen rents, e.g., 610 per week to 850 per week in an apartment building in Brisbane. Students have since moved in the same apartment. Fact. <laughs> so, so that's how you break the rental ceiling. You know, the kick the long term uh, tenants out, like we spoke about before. Uh, it's no news to us, no news to our audience, uh, and then you you, you subdivide the, uh, the the two bedroom unit into into uh, eight uh, eight beds, and, and you charge one hundred yeah fifty dollars per bed, and uh, yeah booyah, you've got uh, you, you, you all of a sudden your 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 uh, bad investment uh, that turns into a money making <laughs> making machine. And guess what? In a lot of these cases, Martin, a lot of these is going to be cash. Right, because a normal real estate office will no way. I'm saying a normal and ethical office will not manage these uh, type of uh, uh, dwellings. But we know that some do, but uh, the majority won't. And that, so these are just going to be a, a lot of cash transactions. So, look, the other the other thing to this also is uh, to um, that correlates with you know this that uh, micro business has put up and what you and I've been talking about for a while is the yeah you know, we also have been monitoring those uh, two uh, uh, WeChat trading groups uh, and, and there's a huge demand for um, for you know um, handyman type tradies you know small time tradies to um, you know, to you know, you, when you read the post you know, it talks about you know basically they want to convert uh, garages into 
into um, you know, uh, overnight stay accommodation. They want to turn um, you know, subdivided apartments into you know, uh, from two to four dwellings, blah blah blah, and so forth. So there's a lot of work coming up. So it, you know, but we've seen we've been watching this trend uh, for months now, uh, and, and here we are. And it's only going to get worse before it's going to get better. Absolutely. Well, the ABC did an article today which was uh, basically saying share houses make a comeback as rental crisis continues and people lease out spare rooms. So, you know, it's now got, <laughs> finally made the mainstream. We've been talking about this for how many months, Edwin? Uh, you know, they should listen to us and they'd get the news a bit earlier, right? Well, they do. Well, what I've found out is that, uh, you know, the ABC and uh, AFR, they, you know, they, they're trawling us, Martin. They're, they're trawling <laughs> your, your, yeah, uh, the, uh, in the interest of, no, not the interest of the people, in the, um, yeah, walk the world. They're, they're watching you. I think they're subscribed to you. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're taking our points. <laughs> well, better, better late than never. But, you know, it is the point that um, people uh, cannot afford to have a property on their own they, they actually need to find other people so therefore you're getting um, multi-occupancy now um it was complete reversal of what was going on through covid uh, i guess the question is how long will that go on for or will people just simply say no it's too hard um and then look further afield again and sort of you know more travel but perhaps cheaper accommodation but even on the urban fringe now the the, re the rentals are rising very significantly so we do have a really critical issue here. This is a rental crisis is really touching pretty much every state, every territory and every uh, community. Yeah, look, but let, let me say this. Though. Our, our observation on the field observation has been in, the, in, in some of the regional areas close to, closer to Sydney. Uh, rents have somewhat stayed dormant and in some parts they've, they've even dropped. Um, and, uh, you know, in the... Um, so this is what we've we've witnessed, mm. uh, and because of because of again because of the trend that that the, it'll take the mainstream another four to six maybe eight weeks to to pick up the trend, uh, and you know I mean the article talks about it, uh, the ABC article talks about uh, the migration back into the city, and, and other <coughs> other articles uh, over the last few months have they've, you know they've, they've talked about the push uh, to to get back into. Um, face-to-face -face work or office type of environment because of, you know, at the end of the day, they've got to try and save the commercial areas, the commercial hubs of Sydney, in particular, the, the, the CBD that's absolutely dead. Uh, so they've got to try and save that and push everybody back into, into the offices. Now, so although this trend is, is, is um, uh, exacerbating the, 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 the rental crisis because people are coming back from the regions because they, they're being forced uh, to to work back into the city and commuting is from where they they're living in the regional areas. It's just taking too long. Uh, it's becoming too tiring for them. So there's a migration. So there's a bit of a um, a, a, a a downward trend with with rentals and uh, rental pricing in some of the regional areas that we're looking at property for clients uh, in and talking to the agents, um, but. This is my my but my prediction. I would say in four to six months' time, we're going to see once again a reversal because um, people people have to live somewhere. Much. Yep. What's going to be the what's going to be the choice? Either live further out, for, yeah, go up the yeah, let's say uh, up the mountains, e even as far as Lithgow if you have to, uh, in order to be properly to you know, to properly accommodate your family. Or what? Or live in a caravan? Or live mm. a, a, out of your uh, in a caravan in, in your parents' backyard or front yard? 
watch this space as caravan cities start popping up all over all over Sydney. And I'm not talking about just the West or the Southwest as people would like to imagine, but watch this space and watch these caravan cities or, or, or caravans pop up all over yeah, the North Shores and your, in your Eastern suburbs as well, because people need to, they, they need to, they want to, um, and in some cases they have to stay local uh, to where they're currently running. They can't just sort of you know, pick up everything and, and, you know, and, and go. Uh, and, and move because it's just it, it's too much in a way you could say it's a, it's a bit of a culture shock going from from the east to the west uh, and, and then you've got schooling and everything else that that, that you have to take into consideration yeah? absolutely well it does um, you know underscore the uh, horrible trade-offs that people have to make you know to find somewhere to live and uh, and, and to afford somewhere to live um, but tent cities and caravan cities and portable um, houses, you know, all of those things are in play at the moment. But of course, if you listen to the media, um, they'll say, "Hey, look at Melbourne auction clearance rates. Hey, they're improving. You know, it's it's you know." And I guess one swallow um, doesn't necessarily make a summer, though, does it? No, one swallow doesn't make a yeah a summer, nor uh, one auction doesn't make the market, as you and I talked about. And likewise, mm. one politician in jail doesn't make uh, the jail population. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, very true. Yeah. Well, but 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 it is interesting how, you know, some of the media is still jumping on these these stupid statistics that don't mean anything, and then try and extrapolate a whole new. Oh no, we're nearly at the bottom. You know, the markets are turning. Uh, you know, auction clearance rates are through the roof. You know, no, 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 no. Just it, you know, that isn't the right actually way to interpret what's going on at all. No, you. Yeah. Again, we go back to that whole. It sounds so cliche, but you just got to be so. Uh, you know, so granular. I mean, if if that was the case, if that that I mean, that's a heading. Obviously, that's a clickbait, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we, we're going to look at the, uh, the, the 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 figures uh, that I sent to you as well from uh, the, the, the last four auctions. But look, if 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 that was true, so would also be the auction that that we attended with our clients. At uh, Winston Hills, mm. um, yeah, for that, that I reported on, on um, that I was uh, commenting on on Twitter over the uh, over the weekend, yeah. and, and yeah, th these and, and this is this, this is fact, right? So in uh, in March 2022, this individual bought this house, um, uh, unrenovated, uh, bought this house for one million four hundred and fifty, um, and yeah, he. Look, I would say based on the renovations that uh, as we walk through the uh, pre-auction uh, inspection you know, and, and so forth, uh, he would have spent minimum $100,000. Let's just round it off to 100. It was probably a bit more, but let's, let's just round it off to 100000 uh, on that. And plus your stamp duty uh, and everything else in between. And the, the, the auction, it got sold at auction um, you know, for, uh, for just over... Just over one point four. So, what is that? So, does that auction deter the rest of the market? Not, re not necessarily, because it, it just pertinent to the, there was a you know, very highly motivated vendor. Uh, again, the auctioneer was uh, was an absolute dropkick. Uh, yeah, took on the started the uh, accepted a bit of a million. Uh, some you know some. Uh, uh, an individual wasn't me, by the way. I uh, put in a bit of a million. I would have started at nine fifty uh, if we were really participating. But um, but and things went slow from the beginning, so it just wasn't meant to be. So 
there, but there are a lot of other circumstances behind uh, behind this um, you know, this sale. Likewise, without going deeper into into this this uh, uh, auction in Melbourne that a lot of people are talking about even on Twitter today. Uh, how you know, it exceeded the reserve by over a million dollars. I think it was $1.2, $1.4 million. Um, you know, uh, what, was it underquoted? Uh, what's the background? You know, because uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, when you get sort of those sort of results, you know, either the agent didn't know the true value of the property or you're underquoted. It can only be one of the two, right? Um, and, and, you know, and I stick to that, and, and I stick to that formula. So, but Martin, looking further, if you upload the table that I also sent you, they are the they are the um, clearance rates uh, for domain for the you know, for the last five weeks. But it's important to look at the actual sold on the day to the reported and to the listed. I mean, it, it really you know what's wrong with this picture is the, is is the heading on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the point is, uh, Edwin, that um, you know you, you've got to look at as you say at not just the percentage, but you've got to look at the counts. And uh, very importantly, as Louis made this point, you know, if if it doesn't sell, often doesn't get reported, right? So it doesn't get counted in the numbers, etc. Yeah, so there's, there's a bunch of things going on here that you need to understand if you're going to start making claims about higher clearance rates equaled um, necessarily, you know, more movement in the market. It is much, much more complicated than that. And uh, the, f the fact is that, you know, most people don't actually do the work to understand what's really going on. And remember, these are aggregate averages. So, you know, if you come down a little bit um, and look at individual areas, again, going back to our earlier point, there are significant differences in different locations. Yeah. For a long time now. The real story to all this, Martin, is the fact that there's very low listing you know for sale listed uh, uh properties on market right and that's that's what's cushioning uh this this drop right that's yeah that's really not really being discussed not really being talked about but the biggest story is the low transactions right which is putting a lot of pressure on the on the on the real estate industry now a week or so ago uh, a major franchise um, that has four big offices in the northwest west region had a conference I I at Castle Hill RSL with over 150 uh, selling agents present. There was a lot more, but the, well, I'm told there was a you know 150 selling agents plus their uh, what the, yeah their associates plus staff and everything else. But there was a, a minimum 150 selling agents. Right, the main points of concern were. The, the, the fact that they that they um, they've got uh, less listed uh, properties uh, listed and coming up in on their books than what they had last year so they're, they're looking at a very uh, gloomy future to the point where uh, 40 percent of them have to basically let go of their associates or the or, or the personal assistants because they can't afford to maintain them because the majority of these agents work on a, a contractual basis with the with the head office or uh, which is full commission so at the end of the day bottom line is is if you don't get the sales you don't get the commissions and if there are no listings and the listings are dropping people are going to be starving yep. now the the thing is 
the, the Teslas that they drive, the Porsches that they drive, the uh, BMs and, and Mercs and, 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 and whatever else that they're, 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 they're driving, yeah, don't pay, don't pay for themselves, you know, unless they've got, uh, unless they've got um, you know, OnlyFans pages on, on other social media pages, you know, then, then they could afford them. But there's a, there's a lot of pain out there, Martin. And that's the story in, in, that the mainstream media aren't talking about it. To me, that's that's what these numbers show. Yes, the loan numbers, numbers on market are, uh, in my view, uh, you know, are consistent with with a lot of um, what you, you could say, uh, you know, somewhat, uh, you know, properties being sold at auction readily. And because two things, the, the, there's, uh, I see there's, because there's more demand uh, than there is supply at the moment, you know, in demand of good uh, good quality property, uh, then there is supply, uh, and and vendors are literally being crunched by the agents on the day to accept lower prices because they they themselves don't want to work harder to achieve a higher result for their vendor anyway, because it's not in their best interest to keep the listing for six weeks, eight weeks, nine weeks, ten weeks. They want to sell it on the day after the fourth week so that they can be guaranteed a commission straight away so they can pay their bills. So that's yeah, that's a story. Yeah, absolutely. And you understand that motivation, particularly, particularly now. And, and let's um, just look at the listings, right, because uh, we can go back and uh, look uh, over the last few weeks. It's quite interesting. If you start with um, Sydney back on the, the 6th of February, right, 16378. Um, if you look at the 13th, 16627. <laughs> uh, and on the 20th, Sixteen five three seven. So, what's wrong with this picture, Edwin? Well, that's it. This is uh, people are people are, are being spooked. Mm. People are being spooked, and, and and as much as you know, uh, on on the one hand, you're seeing you're seeing, yeah. You know, in my view, you you are seeing great results. Like even the auction at Winston Hills, mm. uh, as we we're talking with our client, I said, yeah, he said, oh, yeah. You know, you know, the, you know it, it, they should have got a lot more. And look, there was something like thirteen registered bidders uh, on the day there, and, and they should have got a lot more. But but for uh, the, the the bad marketing campaign that 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 poor, poor owner um, had contracted, uh, yeah, that's that's you know that, that's his problem at the end of the day. But look, if the if they didn't have as many people there, and if they didn't have all those groups of people going through. Uh, the house and, and the, it wasn't as much interest because it was well pre well prepared. In other words, yeah, well yeah, renovated, uh, so it, it was an attractive proposition for for the new buyer. But for the Perrottet effect, but for the fact that there were thirteen registered bidders, it could have been a worst case worst case for them. Um, if we had more listings on market in that in in the Western Hills area, currently there's only ten properties there, or it, Possibly even nine, uh, you know. And, and but if there was say seventeen or, or eighteen properties listed on the market, different story again. It would have achieved even a lower price. So this is this is what we are seeing. So he um, was obviously the vendor was obviously motivated to sell. Basically, uh, took a, a major haircut of uh, approximately one hundred and fifty thousand dollars and and moved on. My understanding is is that there was. Uh, you know, family issues and and had no choice. Um, so this so th th these low numbers is what's keeping 
some good results uh, in areas of good property that are, you know, are presented well uh, to market. Um, and again, you just have to look at things uh, granular. But I think I believe that um, I, as much as I'd hate to, uh, you know, my, my feeling is is that uh, numbers are even going to get uh, even going to get lower, much. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, I've noticed in my survey results, some of the people who said that they were planning to list have now said, well, maybe not for the moment. We'll wait and see how this shakes out. So people are getting cold feet and thinking, well, maybe I should just hang off. Um, but I did a show the other week uh, on down traders. Right? And I was trying to make the point there about down traders have a bit of a dilemma. If you think you're going to need to sell in the next month or maybe year, 18 months, You've got a real question: Do you do you sell quickly and take a little bit of a haircut and move on, or do you sit there and just wait and hope that the falls aren't too significant and that you can actually pick up and get a, a sell later? But you know, there's so much uncertainty ahead. Many down traders are still saying, "Well, maybe I should just go with it now." Yeah, but uh, uh, if you could if you could refine that that to, uh, I don't know how you could refine it, but if you could refine it to asking. Uh, have you ha have you had a recent renovation to your property? Mm. Because I tell you, the ones that are that, that, that are hesitant are the ones that that uh, the properties require yep. upwards of thirty thousand yep. uh, dollars to to bring it to yeah you know, yeah to to bring it to speed, bring it to to, to market. You, you know, look, there, there is prop there are prop there's properties out there uh, which if they spent five thousand dollars. Uh, to to give it a soft makeover, uh, you, that, I believe they would achieve an extra thirty fifty thousand on the other side, but they they can't afford it, and they presented the other the you know, the, the the front yards, the bushes are overgrown, you know the fence is falling for, you know, falling down, all sorts of things that you could better prepare. But as much as you talk to the real estate agents and they tell you these guys just don't have just don't have a, a, any money they just don't have anywhere to get any more money um you know after we've leased them i mean after they paid the marketing fees yeah, they don't have any money left so th this is this is something that uh, i would uh, i would be one to believe that the, the 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 ones that are hesitant hesitant to come on market is because they know they have to spend good money in order to get that uh good outcome that some are achieving but if they're not, uh, I'm sure that they're well aware that those in their neighbourhoods that aren't presented well aren't achieving the uh, as good as results as uh, as those that are. Hmm. Well, that's right. So you know, prospective purchases are being picky, and they've got every right to be, I suppose. Okay. Let's look at the Melbourne ones because that's quite interesting. So on the sixth of February, twenty four six eight one was the total in the Melbourne region. On the twentieth. It was 25189. <laughs> Spot the problem. Yeah, look, it's it, with, with, with Melbourne, uh, we're, we're looking at um, uh, that just keeps on, keeps on going, keeps on going up, right? Mm. Uh, that just keeps on moving north. Uh, Sydney's keeps uh, listings on market are, are, are retreating. Um, and but I, again, I, I don't really study the Melbourne market. I haven't done anything in Melbourne for, for over 10 years. So it's really, you know, uh, you, you've got your surveys. Uh, the other anomaly there is that we brought out before 
for as well is the fact that there's twice as many homes on market than there are apartments. Yep. Uh, so greater subdivisions happening out there and people just jumped in, you know, boots and all. But look, I'm going to take a punt and I'm going to uh, have, a, have a guess that uh, because I saw a lot of mortgage brokers uh, promoting Melbourne, um, you know, three, four years ago, uh, even before the pandemic, and and, and, and buying into off-the-plan um, subdivisions in in Melbourne. And, and I'm going to take a punt and say that a lot of the listings uh, are based in those newer subdivisions that um, that basically they weren't worth the the, the money at a uh, at the time. Likewise, in some of the subdivisions in Sydney that I often uh, refer to, your Marsden Parks, your Schofields, and 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 others in the southwest region and the in the west regions, and where you where they, 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 they were never worth the $950,000 in the first place. Hence the reason why they will do their ass and, and they will drop even even further because there's no infrastructure attached to them. So I'm going to make a, have an, a guess and put it out to our viewers and to correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say that most of those listings are in those areas where investors from um, New South Wales uh, jumped in boots and all and now they're, um, they can't hold on to them because the rents haven't really gone up in those areas, more so to the point the, re the reason why rents won't, wouldn't have gone up is because the demographics of the population occupying those homes are not ones that would be comfortable with uh, shared accommodation like the uh, like some of the communities are here in your Blacktown LGAs and in your, um, you know, uh, your, your Par Parramatta LGAs and in those areas where, where the communities that predominantly uh, live there um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll share accommodate in order to, to stay in those areas. Well, I'll tell you something about Melbourne, and that is that it has the lowest net income uh, from a rental perspective. So that's after all the costs in the country. And I, I've been saying for quite some time as I watch all of these investors piling into Melbourne, just be careful because, you know, the gross rental might not look too bad, but it's the net rental that's a worry. With interest rates rising, that's a real, that's a real crunch point. So we're certainly seeing in our surveys quite a few people, ex-investors, needing to quit because they just can't make it work. So I think that's going to be a, a factor, I think, for, for some time ahead. Let's just move to Brisbane just to sort of complete the picture because Brisbane's quite interesting. So on the 6th, 4,863 properties, uh, and again, more houses and apartments, and then 4846 uh, on the 20th. So, you know, a little bit of wobbling around, but not a lot, really. Yeah, no, uh, it's steady as you guys. There's no real, there's nothing really to talk about Brisbane. Just the retirement. <laughs> well, actually, if you want to know more about Brisbane, uh, I've got a live show tomorrow with um, uh, um, uh, one of the uh, uh, people up in Brisbane who's actually right the way across this. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the live show tomorrow will be all about Brisbane property. So, uh, folks, go check that out. Let's move on and talk a little bit about then the next thing, which is the auctions, right? So the auction stats. Now, this is for the 3rd of February 1st and then for the 11th of February going up. Well, yeah, the numbers are flowing. Yep. Uh, and then if we go up to the 18th, um, you can see it's gone up a little bit higher. Um, so... It is fascinating what's going on, though, isn't it? Yeah, look, it is. Why? Look, there, there are a number of reasons why. Obviously, people are people opt to choose, opt to go with an auction campaign, or as I call it, an underquoted campaign. Um, is because yeah, you know, it's twofold. 
um, and I think Bluno agrees with me, uh, yeah, twofold, and that is, one, the agents pressure the vendors to, to believe that that is, that is the best way that they're going to achieve a result, uh, the best result, the best outcome. Uh, I, don't, I don't subscribe to that notion personally. Uh, and, and, and secondly, um, you know, it's, um, it's because, again, um, they are also told that if people commit to purchasing or making an offer that is accepted by the vendor, they're committing with a 10% deposit as opposed to a quarter of a percent deposit that uh, people could walk away. So they're the two uh, narratives or the two uh, reasons why uh, you know the, the the quick commission for the agent and pressure on the uh, on the vendor uh, to you know so that the agent can you know can can line his pockets a lot quicker and on the other side is you know somewhat that that security that 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 they would have uh, by by somebody committing uh, pre auction or on the day of the auction uh, they basically you know can be locked in with a ten percent and so even if the valuation didn't come in. Uh, you've got two choices: walk away from your ten percent, from your ten percent, or or make up the difference by borrowing money from, um, you know, uh, from a third party that the bank doesn't know about, so that um, you're <laughs> they can fund you the rest. I'll tell you what's interesting with this, Martin, and and this is the question that that I was going to raise with that I think I raised on Twitter as well, and, and that is: are we seeing the uh, the, the turnaround? In listings on market, <clears throat> like we like, like we started seeing in 2021, when when listings retreated, particularly for homes, you know, went below the the, the 5,000 uh, on market in the Sydney region. If you look at the 18th of February 2023, in that slide there with a highlighted um, highlighted uh, slides there of uh, yep those ones, you've got you've got on the uh, on the 11th of February 2023, right? The week before, this is a screenshot taken on uh, on the Friday. Uh, you had twenty thousand one hundred and eighty nine open home inspections, right for that for that weekend in Sydney. On the on the eighteenth last week, um, the screenshot taken on the Saturday, you had seventeen thousand four hundred and fifty two. That's a very that's a that's a big drop. Now. Pre, uh, pre the break, pre the Christmas New Year break, we were averaging about 22,000 open home inspections, um, you know, till, till we got to about the, the, the third week of the, the third week of December. So is it, is, you know, is it just a hiccup? Uh, is it just a, a bump on the, you know, a small pothole in the road? Or is the, is this the trend now where we're going to start to see a, uh, a, a downward trend, uh, as we saw in 2021, where we went into winter um, with with very very low um, you know, for sale listings on market, particularly for homes, and people panicked and they were paying um, yeah people were paying silly dollars uh, for money uh, for for property. Yeah, well, that's certainly um, I think one to watch. It's difficult to know precisely how it's going to play out, but uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Um, and just uh, sort of to complete the picture, uh, this is the 25th, 26th, so basically <laughs> still some auctions, but not a huge number, really. No, that's, that's correct when you compare it to last year. Now, 
uh, if you look at the uh, open house inspection number, it shows three thousand nine hundred two because that is what uh, uh, what yeah what, what what the system picks up uh, mm. picked up today. Mm. But when you get that number, you'll see that trend go up. The number go up towards the end of the week, and and I usually uh, try to take a screenshot when I remember either on a Friday night or on a Saturday morning, just to keep track of the numbers. But yeah, I'm going to be keeping a close eye on those open house inspections because that that is also going to be uh, telling. Uh, moving forward to see what you know, the, the the trends uh, in um, uh, across Sydney, which obviously is going to have an impact. But the interesting thing is that the the sector, the the area that's been impacted the most, where where a lot of people are more emotional, they've got you know the more shitty out there. There's you know, there's more aggravation. Is that first time buyers? You know where the government's been throwing all these all this money, throwing all these uh, yeah. BS policies around thinking that they're going to help, and they're the, they're, they're the poor bastards that are being uh, hammered uh, and crunched the most. Unfortunately, it's it's sad to see. It's laughable one on the one side, but uh, it's very sad as well, isn't it? Because a lot of people's um, you know financial position and um, social position are going to be severely impacted. And this is an interesting chart you put in as well, which was just showing the variation by postcode of the auctions right so you know not all postcodes have by any means than the same number of auctions you know darlinghurst three uh, manly 16 i think it is and um, mossman nine so you know it shows you uh, we keep saying this it varies by location doesn't it yeah look it does and and it also it also varies by by the uh who's the dominant agent in the area because there are agencies that that will push real hard for auctions. Uh, again, it, it, it's self-interest. A lot of this is self-interest, and and then there are other agencies in other areas where where they'll take the, the more traditional approach, give people a lot more time, and you know, uh, in, in 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 the process may take six to eight weeks uh, to sell. But you know, in my opinion, you you know, uh, nine out of ten times you achieve a better result. Um, now, uh, it's interesting. So, as we said, I was going to share a, a bit more on uh, some of the sets that we look at uh, as to what the appetite is for uh, sale by underquoting and, and, and other uh, other interesting facts uh, for, for for Sydney. And but uh, but for me, what's really caught my attention is going back to the. Um, Open home inspections uh, on the day. How many? How many listed? And, and how the? What the narrative is, and what the conversations are that I will be having. And the, the rest of the team will be having with the agents that we're talking to, and that we and I often uh, you know, talk to uh, just to get get some information. But uh, a lot of them are in a lot of pain, and uh, I think their pain uh, because of low listing numbers and low uh, uh, productivity for them is just going to mean that. Uh, you know, potentially 30% of the industry is going to um, vacate. Absolutely. And our last um, and very important warning comes around this particular picture, right? So check the flood maps <laughs> and <laughs> the other freely available information. It amazes me how many people don't. When I do my one-on-one -on -one sessions, Edwin, I quite often show people the flood map and the planning map and the crime maps. And it's like... Oh, we didn't know that was available. It's all there, folks. Just go find it. 
Yeah, look, it's all there. I mean, this is, uh, you know, part of the, you know, we've been following the, you know, Blacktown just keeps on giving. It's just the, um, the, the gift that keeps on giving. It's just one of those things. But look, two, uh, two properties that we're, we're keeping an eye on to see what, what, what goes on, what happens moving forward. Uh, as, as we spoke about, uh, 62 Bristol uh, was the, the property that got sold under, under a real hot, steamy auction. Uh, both um, you know, from a temperature point of view, because it was hot and sunny, as well as from um, pro- from the interest point of view, you know, which we we spoke about in uh, you know, wackier than a conspiracy theory, where the the, the resection of the house uh, is not um, not DA approved, uh, but in potentially that's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars that could you know they that could basically get a demolition order. So yeah, the the tip of the week is um, you know, there are there are free to tools available and you check the local um the, the local lgas uh the, the council websites you, you can you know, get a lot of information from there and this is 41 western present where uh i think the sale achieved for that one on the day was uh, 835 from 885,000 for a house that smack bang in the middle of the, the, the heaviest floods i think <laughs> in blacktown so when when one of our followers uh, and constant view uh, and um, regular viewers of the show sent me that uh, on DM. Uh, said, "Oh, you and Martin would be interested in this." I, I, I did a, a quick uh, survey of it and, and checked it out. And um, and in the photo there, the, the the leading photo of the marketing campaign, you can actually see just see that speedboat at the back or jet ski yeah. at the back. <laughs> Conveniently <laughs> located, <you're> clearly. <laughs> so I but- figured. Yeah, I asked the question. Yeah, do you get the do you get the boat with the house? <laughs> oh, that's right. But but you know, just to to really underscore this, due diligence when you're actually coming to purchase a property, right? You got to check off, you know, the DAs and the planning, and you got to check off the flood. I'd also look at the crime statistics. You know, there's a, lot, a bunch of things you need to do. And and Edwin, I think it's true to say you cannot rely on a conveyancer. No. necessarily to do all the checks that you need to have done right um so many people discover stuff subsequent because yeah. they don't do the work on the way in and it costs them an arm and a leg later no that's correct and see the, and this is one of the one of the misnomers that's out there and, and that is that you know some conveyances will actually tell uh their clients that oh look if the if if, if the extension or the or, or whatever they erected at the back is, or, or the front, or to the side, or whatever. You know, if you've been there for more than seven years, it's okay. you 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 know, everything's hunky dory. No, it's not. Uh, at the end of the day, if you've got a narky neighbor, if you don't get along with your neighbor, you're going to have a you're going to have a hell of a lot, you know, uh, a, a time on your hands uh, moving forward, regardless of how long that structure's been there. If it's not council approved, at the end of the day, the black letter of the law is is that you will be forced. Uh, to to do a, what you know, what one would call a reverse DA, mm. or worst case scenario, you will get a demolition order. In my view, this the, although the, this you know in uh, in Bristol Bristol Circuit, uh, that's only been up for about a year or you know, eighteen months or so. Um, in my view, I I I would be I would be ninety nine percent sure that they will get a demolition order. Uh, for for many reasons uh, that that we spoke about before, and I won't belabor mm. on that now. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's my that, that's my call. So we're just we're, we're just keeping an eye, uh, watching it. Yeah, and definitely, 
if we're in relation to strata reports, if you're buying a strata complex, your lawyer, your conveyancer is not going to read the 200 pages. They will only uh, more than likely just read the uh, last year's me uh, minutes of the of the AGM and the financials, and then get on about their business. At the end of the day, you know they're only getting a fee uh, in their in their head of you know anywhere between you know in their hand between 600 and and a thousand dollars. The rest is um, the, yeah, the rest is basically. Uh, you know, fees for you know, disbursement of council and all that and all sorts of things, um, and, and and you know, so they they will spend as uh, as little time as uh, as possible if 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 they're not as diligent. So uh, just because they've got a uh, a practicing certificate and call themselves uh, the solicitors or even uh, I've heard of barristers doing uh, conveyancing to an extent, um, just because they've got those, it doesn't mean that they're going to spend a lot of time on your uh, on your um, you know, checking the contract or reading the strata plan, the strata reports. Absolutely. So repent at your ledger if you've um, not done a diligence on the way in. And uh, as we said before, don't necessarily just take what the vendor provides to you by way of a, you know, a high-level survey that probably doesn't really cover much. Um, you know, just just be a little cautious. Uh, it's worth it <coughs> because um, if you actually do um, find stuff later, it's very hard to um, deal with it other than by paying through the nose. Yeah. Can I just I share a last story before we go? Go on. Right. And th this is a positive, this is a great story. So we've got a client, he's in IT. Uh, I won't mention his name, but he'll pro he's probably watching the show anyway. And, and, and th this guy, and I'm not just saying because he's in IT, he's able to do this, but yeah, he's, he is diligently, so we've, we've started looking at properties, we've gone through a, a number of inspections. Yeah. So he's basically just starting through, you know, starting his, uh, uh, his property journey, looking at uh, buying his uh, uh, principal place of residence, and <clears throat> so we went and saw a we went and saw a house that was built in the in in in, in and around nineteen yeah nineteen I thought it was built around nineteen forty the agent said it was built around nineteen forty two so he sent me a screenshot of what he's dug out the history of this of this home back in nineteen thirty nine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this guy's. Uh, you you got to be annoyed to to to, to the, the the stuff. They were, and it's absolutely. It was fascinating reading. Mm. It was at the moment. It's a at the uh, at the moment. It's a uh, two bedroom two two bedroom cottage. But back then, it was actually a a, a three bedroom cottage, and it had attached offices. So well, I can only assume that the garage that the existing garage that's on the house now. Uh, was where, where the where the old offices were because it sits close to a um, uh, a central uh, commercial area, a railway station. So it, it was just fascinating. So that's I'm not telling our audience you, you have to go and do all that, but there are certain historical uh, sites uh, such as even your domain, your, your 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 real estate. You can look at um, historical ads for you know, whether or not the property was rented. So you could see even the change over the years mm. or over you know, one or two decades of how you know, the, the property looked in its original uh, developed condition to, to you know, wear and tear and to renovations um, maybe for, before the sale or you know, one or two sales ago. So, and, and that's freely available, Martin. Yeah. It's, it's great information. Yeah, well, one of the things I sometimes say to people is you can actually do a time walk on Street View and Google. Right? So you can actually go back quite a few years 
and that's quite educational sometimes to see how a particular area has changed because that tells you something about you know where it's come from which will give you a clue as to where it might be going so that's another thing that i often get people to do is to just go do a time walk and just see where it was so. yeah, you never know you never know it might come up in a news article somewhere <laughs> could well do Edwin as always great great advice and uh, thanks very much for your time today as always and uh, we'll do it all again next week yes definitely we'll uh, we'll, we'll have to do we'll, we'll, I, I like to show with, with with Louis I oh. like to show with Louis well, let, I'm, I'm going to try and invite our mate Tom again okay uh, yeah well you know we're all, all welcome all welcome particularly now yeah tom's of the view that we're pretty much at the bottom so we'll watch with interest <laughs> yeah, i wouldn't mind inviting the um the, yeah the ceo of uh yellow brick road <laughs> yes yeah well we'll see thanks we'll uh, catch up soon and uh, we may have some more guests for you folks just keep watching the shows <laughs> see you edwin all the best